So hello everyone and welcome to the Author Friendship Circle Writing Seminar. I'm your host for the first half of today, Nigeliant. Nice to meet all of you. Together with me today are the ever so lovely people, Marcus. Hello there. Xing. Hello. Void. Hi everyone. Um, Soren. Hello everyone. Miss Reality Bites. Hello everyone. And last but not least, Eve of Chaos. Hi, hi. Hi. So, we wish to keep the cast of these seminar vast, but so far we got a majority of fantasy writers, with Miss Reality Bites being the only one who does romance. Um, for future seminars, we will just keep it vast and especially focus on the specific genres for the seminars. For example, future seminars can be about, let's say, sci-fi, dark fantasy, and others. So, firstly, to answer very few questions some of you might have, what is this seminar? Well, you see, all of the hosts we have so far for the seminar have had experience with web novel as a platform, and with that Discord server where they hold their own seminars. With us wishing for our own Discord server, which you are in right now, the Alpha Friendship Circle, to be more informative, supportive, and constructive, we felt the need to create our own seminar and podcasts for writers such as ourselves on a more in-depth and advanced level. With that, the first half of this seminar, which I will be hosting, will be a simple introduction and overview on how starting off as a writer would be. With that being said, it will feel similar to the ones web novel have hosted themselves in the past, well, I would argue, however, that ours will be more than just a beginner's guide to publishing on one website. It will be fruitful to even those who have already started or published a work. Yes. Here, I would like to point out that our Discord server, um, the seminar, and anything we do here has no ties to web novel. And although mentioned, it is purely as a reference point of experience and nothing more. So, back to the whole seminar. As previously mentioned, I'll be your host for the first half of the seminar, where Void, as introduced earlier, will be the host of the second half, where he will discuss the genre of cultivation. So make sure to stick till the end for that. The seminars will be divided into two main points. These points will be the A format and the B format. The A format will be the seminar section that I host, it will be where I present and inform you about the topics I've planned for us today. Where with the B format will be the podcast and discussion part. We have a group of interesting people with different experiences here. Once I have finished one of my topics for this seminar section, we will then bring that over to the podcast section and share our views and discuss what we just said. These points will be unplanned and unscripted, so do bear with us we will be a group of people sharing our ideas and discussions on the spot. There will be a chat open during the seminar. Here you can talk, discuss with each other if you wish, and also ask questions along the way where you deem them relevant, relevant to the seminar. Once we go over the podcast section, one of my co-hosts might pick a question that stood out to them and bring it up for discussion. For any questions that were missed, not brought up, or not relevant to the sem seminar's general points, there'll be a questions and answers for short 
Q&A section at the end where it will be purely be us reading up your questions and answering them. Once that has been finished, we'll be holding a few minute break between the two halves of the seminar. So if you need paper for your notes, something to drink, do make use of that break to gather what you need. Now with all that said and done, shall we get started with the seminar? Our first topic of today is how to start off as a writer, mostly focusing on bringing that great novel idea you got into fruition and ways of a first chapter to get you started. So first of all, like you, you want to be an author. I would presume that most of us here are already authors, having started on our novels, or potential authors just starting out. No matter where you are on your path as an author, this seminar should be helpful in more ways than just one. I acknowledge that there are authors that just write for the fun of it, and then us who write in hopes to become full-time writers, making our dreams and the worlds we create come to life in the form of a novel. This seminar is by authors for authors, and with that, we will take a more serious approach to how we will tackle writing our novels. I'm not saying that people who write for fun and decide aren't serious about the writing, merely that some have a more lax view on writing and bettering themselves as authors. Becoming an author and staying strong on that path and idea you have started with is a difficult one, as many who start off often die out in their motivation or passion for that idea and then move on to the next. With that whole thing in mind, I would like to talk about don't just be an idea maker. It's a type of writer that I, as a game developer, and many others have encountered throughout my years, um, and that is the idea maker themselves. An idea maker is in all of us. We all start off with a great idea, and that is how we start off writing our novels. How we get the motivation to continue as our mind flourish with ideas, while I acknowledge that there is an idea maker within all of us, I would like to point out that that is not what I mean by an idea maker. What I mean by idea maker is one who comes up with an idea, puts all effort into that idea for a short while, only enough to start off the novel. And then another idea that gets more excited, that gets them more excited, comes up and they drop all they worked on before and then continue with that idea instead. That type of idea maker is the type that gets to finish a hundred first chapters, but never, and I say never, finishes a novel. That type of idea maker is not an author in my books, however harsh it might seem. I have encountered too many idea makers for me to count throughout my years as a designer and game designer. The majority of them are the type to have this great new idea that is bound to be successful. Brings a lot of people into work on it, only to have them quit the whole project a week or two after starting it, leaving nothing but wasted time and effort. Or similarly, the type of people who believe that their ideas are ones to protect, that their idea is unique and therefore they are not willing to share it because they are afraid of others stealing it. With that point, I would like to tell you all to not be an idea maker. And while your idea might be great and has potential, there's a reason to why copywriting an idea is not possible. No matter your idea, it has been thought of before, and multiple have either tried to work on a product for their idea or scrapped it because they deemed it stupid, 
and a waste of time. It is not your idea that makes you a great author. It is not your idea that's special. No, it is your novel, the hard work you put into that idea, and the very product itself that is special, and makes you a great author. A novel can be copyrighted, as it is a product of an idea, and it's that product that we all strive to make that makes us authors. With that whole thing in mind, Marcus, I know that you have scrapped quite a few novels in the past. What what are your thoughts on all of this? Well,、um, I knew that this question will come since long ago because I dropped like five novels.、Um, most of it is actually true because、um, if you write first hundred chapters, you will never ever finish anything, and it's solely the purpose for oh, I want this new idea because it seems cool, and、um, this won't lead you to anything, I guess. Whereas、um, dropping novels or Creating multiple ideas in itself isn't actually a problem. It depends on why do you stop working on this actual idea. Like, is, is there a real reason behind it?、Uh, with your thing behind the idea, or is it just because oh, this new idea is maybe more、uh, fit for exposure? Because if you just、uh, swipe for the exposure, because this new idea could be better received,、um, you will.、Um, You will just follow this path forever and ever and ever, and、uh, yeah, as you mentioned, write one hundred chapters. If you do up a novel or an idea, you should have a valid reason for that and learn by that, so that you don't drop the next idea as well due to this reason. But、um, as mentioned, yes,、um, it depends on why do you drop an idea and why do you get a new idea. Yeah, yeah, purely.、Um, again. This whole idea maker thing is purely from my experience as a game developer and designer, but it is mostly one I have encountered because they get excited one idea, they do all the work they rushed into it, and then they get another quick idea, wash it, only to just drop it again. It is, in my opinion, a bit、um, counterintuitive and doesn't really progress themselves in the craft of which they pursue. Do any of you other guys have any questions or thoughts you want to share? Well,、uh, like I was saying in the chat, there,、um, I had this discussion with Marcus yesterday, where we、uh, went on about the whole idea of being an idea maker. And you're absolutely right.、Uh, it takes a proper author to focus on a book and turn that idea into something that's more than a writing prompt. I feel that.、Uh, Can go a long way if you、uh, make ideas and jot them down, but don't drop what you're currently doing just because you have a new idea. What one thing I can add to that is I've had while working on my novel Breaking Worlds, I've had so many other ideas come to mind, which I essentially gave to other people because I know if I started writing on them, I would never finish my novel. Especially because mine is a decade-long project, as it already is. I don't want to add more time to finish it. But yeah, I take it as there's nothing further for you guys. You want to add? No,、nope, I'm good. Okay, got you.、Um, I saw was just pinged in the chat. Please do、um, ping the other co-hosts, as I won't be reading that. Anyways, to continue further on about the topic of bringing your idea to life, plus exploration of that idea. So you have that wonderful idea that you wish to make into a novel. 
What do you do? What I can recommend is to write it down on a notepad or wherever you prefer to write your things and expand upon it. Which directions can it take? What else can you think of that make like that builds up that idea? Use that idea to fully flesh out what you wish to do with it. One way I would like to start off is thinking of the world you focus on first. By world, I do not mean the entirety of the world in the novel. No, what I mean is the paradigm, on the world of understanding and knowledge to you as the writer, to the reader, and to the main character. A novel that I have not read myself, but one that does it this nicely, is the ascendance of a bookworm. The very first chapters and the only area focused on in the start is one single room. That idea, and that room is the world of the novel at that time. All the main character knows about, all the reader knows about, and all you as a writer would most likely know about your own world at that time. When a new paradigm gets opened up, so does your world. We're back to the ascendance of a bookworm. Then mine, the main character, comes out of her room and then to the rest of the house she is living in. She sees more co- customs, different types of food, living standards, and so much more. As the world and paradigms of the character's understanding and knowledge of the world opens up, so do the chances of you to build and work further on your idea. Mean with all of this is that while making a hole and burrowing yourself into a world of world building can be fun and engaging, starting off a novel is not dependent on that. When you start on a novel, you can solely work on that first paradigm, understanding of your world. And as you progress into your story or planning slash outlining, so can you continue with expanding the world there. Keeping all of this in mind. While making a mind map around your core idea of the world and the story you wish to tell is important, while not might not be immediately put into practice, having the knowledge or that understanding already put in place is valuable. If you decide to take the world of a mind map with your core idea in the middle and slowly branching out, do not fear going out to extremes. It is the extremes and you exploring. Your idea that makes you settle with the direction you want to take. Just let your creative juices flow and help you explore. With that in mind, I know that none of you guys, and with that, I mean the other hosts here, have actually read the sneak peek to my novel. But with Breaking Worlds, the main character Mika does not know anything about it, which which lets me slowly build up the world and expand it as he continues on further and further into his journey. So while work, especially used、um, parts of this to start exploring my world and ideas, I have worked on it. And any of you felt or done it in the same way or ideas of your novels? Like、um, I, I was just talking about、um, something related to writing to a,、mm. a friend just now, and actually. In the beginning of my career as a writer, I was like kind of depressed, thinking like all the great stories have been written. You know, everything, every genre, every possible angle has been explored. What more can I contribute? What more can I put out there that people would find interesting? And then, you know, at the same time, we actually agreed that、uh, we we can actually take whatever is、uh, 
available, everything that already exists, and we can make them our own. We can just put our flavors into those stories. And um, talking about what you said when you want to start a story and you said something about, you know, make notes and etc. I I am like the 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 the, the most pantser writer. It's like I, I just write whatever comes to my mind. And I thought I was special <laughs> because I just write whatever. And then after I got to know so many people, I found out that there are so many people so many people who are like me, they just write whatever. When I ask them, so what do you know what's gonna happen next? They're like, No, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen in the story next. I just know that it's gonna end this way. So as they write every day, they find like uh, surprises within the stories and the characters and they're like, oh my God, so my character is actually this and that, you know, they, they found surprises with the characters, with the world, with the, with the uh, situation and everything. And it's very, very fun. And I agree with you about taking notes because I am. I'm worst. I'm the worst at, at, you know, I have really bad memory. Sometimes I get glimpses of scenes that, oh my God, this is awesome. I have to put this in my book or I watch a, a, a movie or I read something or I see a really nice color in the sky. And it's like, oh, wow, I want that color in my book. But then I would forget about it. I was like, wait, I think there is something awesome that came to my mind yesterday, but what was it, you know? And then I rake my brain, I tried to think about it and like, oh, I don't remember. So I made a point after that because it's really frustrating to feel like you have something really awesome and then you forget about it. And it's like, it's mine, but I cannot find it anymore. Stupid. So I made a point to do what you what you did, you know, what you said, make notes. And it's, it's amazing. So, because now I don't carry my notebooks everywhere like I used to. I use my phone. So I have, um, I, 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 I'm a tech noob. I don't really understand how to use technology. But I like this uh, messaging app, Telegram, because I can send messages to myself. So I have like thousands of messages I send to myself, like whatever I get any ideas, glimpses, feelings, emotions, anything that I feel like this, this, this is moving. I need to have this in my book. I would just open Telegram and then I write a message to myself with those keywords. And it's really nice because sometimes when I got stuck or at the end of the week, I would scroll those messages and I felt like I found treasure. I found so many things that, oh, wow. Yes, yes. I remember these words. This reminds me of the feeling of the scenes or the personality or the colors that moved me back then. And then, you know, after a while, they, they they make sense, and then I can weave them into my story. So that's that's my experience. It 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 would be different from person to person, of course, but yeah, I really like what you said about making notes because we humans we have really poor memory. It's it's very important if you have any ideas, if you have any thing that 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 comes to you, just just embrace it, keep it. They're treasure. They're very important. Yeah. Um... So the, the whole seminar will mainly be about my experience. Um, but one experience point I can definitely share is um, for my novel. Um, I had used many years just thinking about it. And all that I have thought of ended at chapter 28. And then after that, I knew nothing of what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go with it. So I did, like as you talked about, like panzer writing, just wrote as things came to me. And I managed to get to chapter 44, where I finally felt, yeah, this is the most stupidest thing ever. Um, I should stop doing this. I should start planning. 
Um, and <laughs> as some people here might know, I just went on a heavy world building and mapping spree. So I have uh, 168 chapters. Every chapter have at least half, like just have a heavy outline of what happens. So I not know like what happens for like the very first season of my novel. Everything in detail. I have plans for what happens a, a thousand chapters past that. Because I felt a writer's block at the 44th chapter because I didn't know what to do. I had no ideas. And then that's one thing I can argue or like I would say that is with the whole panzer writing is that it can be easy to get a writer's block when you don't know what to continue with or where to continue with it. So, Marcus, I've seen that you unmuted yourself a bit. Anything you want to share? Um, yes, I saw a question by um, I am Panda. How to how do you make effective notes? Like I have an idea and it's notes. It's a chaos. Um, well, it depends on the type of writer you are. I, for example, I am a pencil writer as well as um, Miss Reality Bites. And, uh, high five. <laughs> high five. Pencil high five. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got hey, the same question. And <laughs> I got the same question and um, I asked the internet about it. And um, you know the thing I sent to you about the outlining part. Uh, it's um, a guide which is called Writing into the Dark, um, which, is, <laughs> which is really simple about it. The first thing is uh, it's for every chapter. Put your character into a scene and uh, don't allow yourself any words that doesn't come from the character or doesn't come from the scene. And then you just keep uh, keep going. And after you've done the chapter, there, there are some more tricks for this uh, writing style. After you've done the chapter, you outline as you go. You finish the chapter and you just summarize your chapter you've just written, put it in some notes wherever. Uh, I, for myself, like Scrivener for this. Uh, we will come to that later. Sure, um, you right. just uh, summarize what you, um, what you wrote in that chapter. And that's all you need to do for pencil writing. So just a quick uh, look up for you to see what happens in that chapter. So I kind of do a hybrid between planning and pantsing. The way I did my books was before I started actually writing for like two to three years, I basically just got all these ideas and stuff. So and I had no time to write. I was busy with university, with hospital work and stuff. So what I did was I just wrote them down in a notebook. And then in the blink of an eye, two years passed and I have 300 pages worth of notes. And that those are the notes which became the basis for three of my books that are I am writing right now and the way I have uh, planned it is like I only have the major arcs for the middle parts between them I, I am basically a pantser I will just make up the plot as I go till they, they connect the two points and uh, till the main point is reached it's just pantsing then planning the planning part which I already have written down and then pantsing again that's the kind of a hybrid method I follow so if you want to if you're like confused between what you need to do you just make the main points and fill it up as you as things come up in your mind that's it i can i can add something to that uh, i should be honest that i have a book it doesn't make money but my readers love it they're like would you please continue this book would you continue this book i was like i only have a limited amount of time every day and if i'm gonna use my time to write a book that doesn't make me money the thing is i i i right now i want to write for a living and praises from my 
readers don't pay the bill. So I have to be realistic and I have to focus my attention on my book that actually makes money to pay the bills and everything. Because then, you know, that's that's why I choose a career to be a writer. But because I love them so much, those readers, they're so patient for months. They just keep, we'll be patiently waiting for you to, to write this book again, yada, yada. And finally, I told them, okay, fine. I don't have time to do it, but I can borrow other people's time to write this book for me. So uh, it's like co-authoring the book. I have the plot in my head that, you know, I never share to people. I never make outlines, but because I have to engage this uh, fellow author to write the book for me, I have to tell her finally. So this is the outline. This is what's going to happen with the story, even though, you know, I can only provide like uh, the outline for the next, like if, if Panzer, with Panzer, you're like driving, uh, the, 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 the view that you have is only the, the 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 headlights of your car right so because i have to engage her to help me writing this book i have to extend the the the, the lights my view so instead of having the outlines for the next uh week i have to have the outlines what's going to happen until the next month so i share her the outline and she helps writing this book so she would come to me and she writes what i have in mind about this scene this character and etc i i see it as a way like i have this vision i want to make this beautiful painting but if i have to start from an empty canvas i cannot do it blank canvas would take so much time but if i can have someone to make the sketch for me a rough painting i can you know i can put my 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 personality personality i can put uh, myself my style into the into the sketch and then the final result would be the painting that my readers recognize as my own painting that's the way i see it and i see it as a charity to my reader because they've been supporting me this book doesn't make money so they you know they have to accept what i can provide for them so because i have to create this outline to give to this fellow author to help me when i see those i outline uh for myself I made that for her, but whenever I go back and see it, I was like, oh, this is magic. I feel like I can write so much faster. I can, when I uh, jump in to write the parts that I have to be writing, I can write so much faster. I can write with so much more creativity. So I think even though I'm a pantser, I really feel like, uh, I really feel like I, 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 get so much help i mean if only i can make this a habit I'm, I'm not saying that being a pantser is bad but i'm a pantser i cannot make outline but if someone forced me or a circumstances force me to make an outline i actually benefit greatly from this outline so right now i can juggle more books because i have one i have one book with outlines i have a book that i still need to Okay, what was what what did I write yesterday for me to remember my book was about before I can write the next chapter? But yeah, I agree with Boyd. If we can be a hybrid and sing and plotting together, it's amazing. I mean, uh, sometimes I think people say like dancing is the best and other people say plotting is the best. I think if we can try to find balance or we can try to get out of our comfort zone, we can get you know we can get more benefit De definitely the the aspect of seeking discomfort to better oneself is definitely a way to take 
Um, with that, um, I would like to inform you all that Blips, like D Blips, have joined us for tonight. Yay! Um, she just needs to move up to speak, which she did right now. If you can introduce yourself. Hi. Good evening or good morning. Um, further on to this whole topic, um, so in, I know from previous discussions, you have been quite strong about pantsing not being the best, yet you still do it. I also caught yourself on my phone saying that all your free, 113 chapters have been pantsed. Is there anything you want yes. to add to that? <clears throat> yes. Um, as I said afterwards, uh, it, I find it amusing that uh, the other novel I write, or that is stalled at the moment, while I focus on my main, is a fully planned out uh, documents and documents of outlining uh, and maps and everything. But Omnimage started off as an idea that I needed to get out. It doesn't really go to your whole um, idea talk earlier, hmm. as uh, it was still early stages, and it was just I was doing both, and I needed to focus on one due to time constraints. And um, I am not ashamed to admit to have pantsed the entire thing, but <laughs> I do plan in my head about a good 10 chapters ahead. And I keep that there. And that lets me, I'm pantsing without pantsing, if that makes sense. <laughs> like a mixture. Of it's somewhere yeah. between. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not making actual notes other than the ones in my head, which is which a is bit of a cluster up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing well with it. Uh, yeah. I'm not creating plot holes. Um, I backwards outline, so that way I keep everything straight. And going from there, it's just a matter of continuing to go. But obviously, I would prefer, if I had the time, to just sit down, maybe take a week or something, and outline like a good, you know, 50 chapters ahead and get it like rock solid and then write it. I think I would actually improve as a writer doing that. Then continuing on with the similar. So the next topic will be about actually writing a first chapter. Okay, so you have gotten this great idea that gets you excited for writing it down as a novel. It may even be your first novel at that and you have explored the idea and you know where to start off. What do you do? Do you start outlining everything for the first arc of your novel story? Make sure that you got everything planned out and started. Do you get someone to write it for you so that you know that you got a great start? No, like I wouldn't recommend you do any of that. What I recommend is just getting started on it. I know it is a bit old to say it, but it works. The thing with writing or doing anything productive in life is only really hard when it comes to starting. Once you have started, you get into the groove and it flows out from you after that. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. We all make mistakes. Hell, my first chapter, the prologue to my novel, is full of mistakes, has parts that make no sense, and while the scenes are amazing in my books, the actual writing and depictions of it are at a very low standard. It is so bad that even when I say I will never rewrite chapters, that I will actually rewrite my prologue. And that is what I want you to focus on. It may be awful. 
you may need to redo the entire scenes, but don't care about that now. Focus on getting the, that first chapter done. Focus on writing it and getting the story started. Make that idea that you have cultivated in your own mind into an actual product. And when that is all said and done, when you have a starting chapter, starting everything out, I would argue that you can finally start building your story. That you can actually start on making the product, which is your novel. The next topic for the seminar will be about how to start your first chapter. And here is where you might ask, like, haven't we already talked about that? Yes and no. Like, this was more about how to start off making it,、um, which is just just do it.、Uh, what is after is how I would recommend to actually go about it after this phase, after having finished the first draft of the first chapter of your novel. There are various ways of how to go about it, but I will introduce and talk about one way that I will. That I will and how I do it. Now, seeing that most of you have started or even finished multiple novels,、um, Miss Reality Bites, I'm curious as to how you personally start your novels after you have got an idea for them. Do you have any of that you can share?、Mm, um, usually, I would have ideas. Ideas would come to me like、um, out of nowhere. Sometimes, or when I was driving. Sometimes, when I was sleeping, and in the morning, we're like, <gasps> I have this marvelous、sleeping、idea, and then you know,、yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so,、uh, but usually, you know, if I force myself to start writing it, I, I cannot. You know, the idea has. It, this is my 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 how how it happens to me. It would be different from author to author. I would sleep on it. I would think about it. I would, you know, it it would keep hanging around me for days until I can finally get clear idea about who is this guy or who is this girl, the main character. And I actually notice, even though I write romance, I have、uh, five romance books in web novel right now. Actually, my main characters are actually men, <laughs> men. But、uh, yeah, yeah, it, it gave me a lot of problems in the past because. I wasn't sure if I have to put it in the female lead books or male lead books and etc. But now it becomes more clear with web novel if the book has romance in it, you have to put it in the female lead section, even though most of the main characters are actually men. So usually I would sleep on it, I would think about it, I would they they would just come to me for days, even sometimes week. For my latest book, it took me the whole month to finally start writing the first chapter because for me, I cannot force it. I want it so bad, so badly to just start writing. I cannot. So after I get like, okay, this is it. I can finally see who this person is. You know, I can see what、uh, what he has in mind, who he is actually, his past or you know his dreams and everything, and I start writing. But the thing is. Uh, if we talk about writing web novel, not in web novel as the company, but web novel as the as the type of novel, the product. I、yeah. learn the product. Yeah, I learn that the first three chapters are like the most important thing. So there has to be a there has to be something that draw people to your book in that first three chapter. So if it's romance, a couple. Should meet should already meet in the first three chapters. That's that's、uh, the best way to do it, so that people would know immediately what the story is about. So in the first three chapter, you can already、uh, something 
big should already happen because that's the way to hook people. People have short attention span. They wouldn't wait 20 chapters to find out, okay, what this book is actually about, you know? That's why a lot of stories, they started with betrayals or death. And then first chapter, uh, the, the 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 woman is, uh, is is killed, and then second chapter she wake up in the new world, or she is reborn, and then the male lead or the the, the 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 other important characters would already show up in the second or third chapter. So you have to establish something big should happen first that would draw attention to your book, to, and then in the in the first three chapters you have to make readers see who are the characters, what pressing uh, problems they have that they need to solve. Uh, so in the past, when I started writing, I, I, I wrote stuff like, you know, it's kind of slow and then slowly build up and etc. Web novel readers, they would just skip your book like, what's this? You know, it's boring. You have to have great first three chapters. Something big, something important have to be presented there that would make them continue to the next chapters. So usually, uh, even though I, I have in my mind, so who is this guy? What is his problem and etc. I have to find ways to find the, the, the one important scene that would make people feel curious. Wow, who is this guy? You know, in my, in my newest book, uh, I immediately establish the fact that he's an immortal, he's been waiting for his wife for 15 centuries, and he's bored. And I slowly build the, the, the world and everything around him. But I immediately establish all those information in the first three chapters so that people would immediately know what this story is going to be about. Thank you. Um, Eve. I know um, we, we talked about this before and you also have shared it with your own readers on your Discord server, but you have already started and also planned out a new novel. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts or experience from starting up a whole new story that you wish to share? It's fun, but my situation is kind of different because I've always been with the same story for like almost uh, 1600 chapters. So. Yeah, it's, it was it's fun, fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, writing something new uh, is just fun, right? You don't you don't do it for the job. You do it all for the money. You do it just because you want to take the idea out and test it out. You can just express. I don't know. I, I, I'm always being kind of typical when it comes to the whole structure, right? Uh, what Miss um, Miss by said about the first three chapters is completely true. So don't. Don't copy me, like, don't use me as an example. <laughs> <laughs> Take what she said as the truth. I just, uh, I mean, I, I guess I ha I'll have something big happening in the first three chapters too, but not, I will still be slow paced mind. So I don't, I don't feel I'm in the, in the spot where I can advise things, right? <laughs> Simply because I don't do it. <laughs> But that's amazing if, if you said that your story is actually slow paced, because from what I know, most web novel readers, they like it fast. They like something great happen, overpowered, et cetera, et cetera. How did you do it that, you know, with slow paced story, you can. It took me a while to climb. Success. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it took me a while to climb, but actually. In my case, my story is very slow. Like my female lead was introduced after 430, 400 chapters, pretty much. 
And she's you still are evil. She's still not going to be part of three chapters. She got like uh, two chapters of introductions. Oh, poor guy, alone. Only find yep. his girl after yep. 400 chapters. <laughs> you are <Yeah>. evil. <laughs> Long and tedious journey, just like life. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah don't, don't don't take my stories as an example my uh it took me a while to just slowly climb up the, the ladder right so just and yet you still made uh, it which is great in and of itself so i guess <laughs> yeah so in that case then we can agree that if is the exception because the rule is like what I said, you know, you have to have engaging first three chapters, you oh, have to do I this and that and that and that, one. that's the rule. No, Legion is, is like that mine too. Mine is a really slow burn as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, there should, there should always be something happening, yeah. right? Maybe yeah, no, course, not yeah. to be, you, you have to need, you need a catch, right? It's something that keeps the readers stuck. Like, you can't make the first 100 chapters of world building, right? It's just boring. No <laughs> one will go through that, right? So I don't know. Uh, take something like the, the the personality of the main character. I don't know the interactions, the comedy. There has to be something, right? Definitely, yes. With that, um, anyone else got some experiences of us to share? I take that as a no. Um, thank you, truly. Um, so on to. The next topic, which, as I mentioned, will be how to start off your first chapter. Um, so, as mentioned, the next topic uh, will be about starting off your next chapter, like how to make use of the first draft that you made um, to finally get started on your journey as an author. We are all self-critical when it comes to our work and what we do in life. It's a given, basically. That's how we are as people. Um, so some of you may feel that your first chapters are absolutely awful. Or some of you might even be proud of it. But what I would like to personally do once I have finished that first piece is to finally start outlining and planning out the first few scenes or chapters. Where do I want to go with the novel? What does the main character do? Who does he meet? What happens to him? There are so many questions to explore and answer. And now that you got the first draft finished, you already got the bare bones of an idea, a foundation for you to explore with. Uh, please do see that first chapter as almost entirely scrappable, because now is when you really get started. So you take out the initial mind map that you have started. You might have the main count in the middle, where the events and what happens go into different bubbles, or what the character will do, what happens to him, and so on. Now, look back to that very mind map, with the neon fresh eyes of the foundation your first draft has given you. Are there any changes? Have your character acted in a ways you did not predict or plan out for him or her to do at the very beginning? Let's say that I planned for my character to be an actual badass, but he ends up being a bit shy, and that's great. There's already got multiple ways for me to work around with. 
A bubble on my mind map would have our introduction to him, where he is running down the street being chased by city guards. After a bit of exposition that I had in my first chapter, because to be fair, most of our first chapters actually start with exposition. Um, at least most of us would do. Um, and then on a little hook where you go into the perspective of the main character, getting chased and it ends there. Great, so back to the mind map. Uh, main character running down street, chased by guards and scrapped out, basically city guards. So why? That's when I take multiple paths out from the last bubble of my mind map and then explore what it could be that my main character is holding. So, is it jewelry? Is it a peach of parchment? Is it a rare animal? Is it an apple? Each of these shows different standings, priorities and cultures of both the main character, the city and its government. To some extent, of course. If it is jewelry, we would immediately see the main character as a symbol thief, taking what is expensive to sell it. Okay. What about the parchment? Well, it is something that the city guards are running after him for. So is it a state secret? Is it a magic scroll? What is it? Already there, multiple branches of the mind map can be made. We can see with the parchment that the main character mainly looks for knowledge, if anything and he is being chased, is that he's not supposed to have that knowledge. What about the rare animal? It could be a type of dragon, wolf or other that has been abused, used or just kept unrightfully in a cage. Here we could see that the main character is caring for animals, and of course dependent on what further comes out of the mind map, more specifically what he wants with it. Just to let it loose in the free, use its powers for himself, there are many paths to take. And lastly, the apple. It's a classic to take. Um, he's hungry for food. He's trying to survive. All the dare shows a lot. Just from one bubble in your mind map, there are many paths you can take and decisions. It is your decision that forms the world, the character and everything around it. And it is your decision that moves you forward. So per like I personally love to use like the use of mind maps for the purpose of exploring my world and novel. Um, so back to you, Eve. I know that you have quite the long novel going on right now, as you mentioned before. Like uh, it has like sixteen hundred chapters. Yeah, I would of, write the sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you use like make the use of mind mapping, or how is it that you make sure you know which direction to take or explore that direction? Uh, I don't really know. I guess. I mean, you said the word, and you said the main character, right? So unless there is a sudden crisis or something like that, you just live through his eyes, right? Yeah. So yeah, you, as long as you stick with the character, you always know what's going to happen, and just tell it. So you do a bit of panzer writing, as we discussed. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have. I have. <laughs> Many, yeah, uh, I have many <laughs> fixed points, right? Uh, things that have to happen, but how I link them is just, uh, it's a bit of puns. <laughs> but yeah, um, I personally do not really make too much use of mind mapping. Um, I do have it when I really 
trying to come up with the idea, but as soon as I have the idea, I go heavily, heavy into outlining. Um, no, I, I don't really like it because I can't, uh, it can actually limit you, right? Because yeah. I have an idea, I have a plot playing, played out, right? But uh, yeah. while I play it, I just change it sometimes. Just because I have a better idea or I just find it boring. Suddenly, right? Yeah, what, what I do is I have um, like the outline is specific yet still vague enough for me to add a bit of panzer into it, but I still like doing the whole outlining thing. And as mentioned, yeah. this whole thing will be from my recommendation how I do it, definitely. No, yeah, no, I don't think there's there is a, a right path, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's yeah. you as an author, it's your own path. Yeah, you just do what you feel right. It's right that you will, yeah. Definitely. Um, Xing, so we haven't really heard from you. How is it that yeah. you plan out your novels? And do you use mind mapping, outlining? Or? I say I am kind of using the what you have described as mind mapping. And like a good example would be uh, what I have used. The thing is, I, as many authors, like they're using things that they are more um familiar with and these are either writing about these things or using ways either that the the way of thinking through work or different things i personally because i have been a dungeon master of different dungeons and dragons so pretty much i am thinking of things like that when let's say the main character has arrived in a city so he has to pass to a city guard in order to get there, make an inspection. Okay, so I try to think, okay, the city guard, what the background of this, even if it's not gonna be mentioned, of course, in the book, I'm gonna, okay, okay, if it is an old one, does it make uh, what it would provide in the, if it is like someone very old, if it is someone very young, what uh, the whole different kind of small details over it and maybe i'm thinking of like a little almost the background of him that may never like get into the but it gives him more a personality to his own and may lead to help provide some other characters um, um and uh, brought them to the attention and so yeah an example was like that that i had made like a, a guard quite young mostly because there was like a band of entertainers um, in there and the leader was like a female elf, so she was quite beautiful. And their conversation behind that, because he was quite young, it wasn't like, uh, it was like quite awkward, while if it was like an old one, it wouldn't be like that kind of funny. So it gave like a little more, a little different kind of feeling in the whole conversation. And then I like to do like this more kind of things of thinking through this perspective, even of little characters that may have nothing to do with the story, but that small details is what is gonna add a lot and may lead the whole story in a different perspective that I haven't thought. Because I am a little of not, completely outrunning everything as uh, Sorin and, and the rest have said. Uh, but, and 
while writing, I may get like at that moment, I get one idea of like changing perspective. I may have like a plan, a general plan. And then while writing, like introducing like a character because I want to introduce, but then just writing like one word and say like, hmm, it will like the DM inside me creates a plot of a mystery and then starting writing and making the the whole plot of uh this character and the plot that will lead the main character to to a way so yeah mind mapping is in theory like a great tool that i'm using here and there great definitely someone who's closer to me <laughs> from all the other pencil writers um blips um as as a romance author, uh, I'd imagine that planning out how the relationship goes is really important. Do you do pencil writing as well, or do do you have a bit of mind mapping in your process? I don't actually do mind mapping, but I I do create a plot. So um, I write what's gonna happen in that chapter. I used to write a lot, uh, a lot, nine chapters, ten thousand words per day. Wow. And I won't be able to write that without a plot. So I, I usually write what's going to happen in that chapter, what's going to happen in that arc. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And without that, I won't be able to write so much. My first novel for uh, The CEO's Woman, that was two years ago, I, I was writing a lot in that novel. Uh, there was this one time that I wrote like 15 chapters in one day just for my uh, readers to vote for me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just plot, but I don't do mind mapping. Anyways, um, thank you all. So further on to the whole thing, um, now that we have established the effectiveness of a mind map and how it can be used and how I recommend that it will be used, we can finally start on your actual first chapter. Remember when I said earlier that your first draft, like draft, was full of exposition? At least the, the one in this scenario? I don't recommend that at all. Like, if we take the instance of the scenario of the thief from the earlier segment, we can move that which we would have like been in the second chapter to the very first. In the mind map, the world had been explored to and decided that was a world with a tower called the dungeon, full of unknown mysteries and monsters. We know from the exposition of Mind Map 2 that the government is authoritarian and controlled by military might. Now, instead of just starting to draft with exposition, and most people could do, uh, we could start with, off with action. Main character running, holding piece of parchment, city guards running after him turns to different directions in the narrow, narrow alleys, um, walks past some shops and the marketplace, establishing its me medieval world setting, already from those scenes. While running, the main character introduces himself self as Max, a young boy living in the slums, wishing to become a dungeon explorer, where we cue in a scene where he can see the sky-high tower as he wants into one of the main streets. Having seized his opportunity, he had stolen the parchment from the local district lord, one of the few parchments which functions as key, as a key to the dungeon. And while running, he runs into, once past, 
multiple objects unique to society, thinking out loud what they are, what they do, so that while in action, while following the narrative, we get introduced to the world and how it functions. Not too far after, he gets caught. The district lord he stole the parchment from stands in front of him, and they clash. Caught, he's being put into jail. First chapter jump done there. Where, so as we have already like mind mapped what happens after, we know that district lord and Max know each other. Max is the childhood friend of the lord's son, so he gets all feasy, but without the parchment. <laughs> but that is all for the second chapter. I would say that the first chapter sounds exciting to read. We get thrown right into the action. We get introduced to the speedy and humorous main character as he thinks about everything else than him being chased as he runs away. We get world building, knowledge, personality, and humor. We get all of which the exposition we had in our first draft would have given us, but with so much more engagement and information. Changing the first chapter from being a Boring of exposition to one full of action and knowledge, making us hungry to continue to see what happens next. And that is how I personally would recommend starting off: have a first draft, use the starting foundation it gives to mind map and explore, write a new first chapter with so much more engagement, information, and to say the least, an amazing first chapter to start off with. Of course, actually making that chapter. Good depends a lot on skill, but that's why we are here, and that is why we continue to write. No, like, to get better. With all that in mind, I would love to hear from Void. If you have ever rewritten some of your initial chapters, or in after is fine, and have you found yourself to have changed a bad and boring chapter to an amazing and engaging one? Yeah, I actually did that. Do did that. Like recently, when I started my third book for the Spirity, Epic of the Demonic Sage, I rewrote the first chapter thirteen times before I got to the one that I wanted, and it still had like mistakes in it, not、uh, like grammatical ones, but at least the plot was sorted out as I wanted it. I changed the scene. The original scene was in like a open forest, which switched to like a ocean side, then it switched to a city. And then, by the time I got to the thirteenth draft, it was set in a dungeon underground in a old ruin that has been locked for millenniums. That's the amount of switching I went by. Yeah, and that, that's quite a bit.、Um, I have done so myself <clears throat> in my, I think, chapter twenty-four to chapter seven, no, thirty-four to chapter thirty-seven. <laughs> to say that correctly,、um, those chapters I had taken so many decisions.、Um, I had changed my novel into a system cultivation one, which, to be honest, was not one I wanted to take, especially as I'm writing dark psychological fantasy.、Um, I had completely rewritten it with still like the same events happening, but completely rewritten it. Looked back, did a bit of research on action scenes. And I changed what I had there from being one of four of awful decisions to one of heavy trauma rewritten, heavy action scenes, and one form of narrative. So, 
while when you rewind a chapter, it might set you a bit behind on schedule because that's again like extra time you're putting that you could put into another novel or like no chapters. That's still time and effort that can better the novel you already got. So to some extent, I can definitely recommend it. But you can also get into the hellscape of perfectionism, where you keep rewriting a chapter and you never continue. There's always that fine line that you need to take forward. Yep, that is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. You don't want to get that into that downward spiral, which you will basically either end up uh, getting bored, or you will just drop the idea at one point. That's the part you don't want to get to. Actually, this is something that I really want to do with my newest book. Um, I told you about the first three chapters should be engaging, and yeah. I agree with Blips that readers they need something something big happen in a, in the beginning. I don't have that in my new book, and I'm dying to have one, but I I just cannot do it. So maybe I'm 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 still thinking of ways to write something in the first chapter so basically my character he's um he's a king he's a king and he lived in 500 uh, uh ac basically 15 centuries ago and then this would involve a lot of uh, mythical creatures which is elves gods so-called gods people with uh, superpowers so he did something he made a mistake and his wife was sent to the future and he's just a normal human and because he loved his wife so much and he wanted to be there when she arrived in the future so he fought monsters and gods and whatever and then he got the uh the the elixir of immortality if he can be immortal he can he can be there when his wife arrived in the future so that's something that i want to establish right in the beginning but i i'm still looking for what scene should i put in the first chapter that would engage readers so i'm thinking about maybe i should start with what happened 15 centuries ago i should you know because the best way to start your book in web novel is to start with a bang and that's what i have in my uh, previous book it is quite successful. It started with a bang, and I feel like this is the this is the recipe that would work. And I'm struggling to use that recipe to my newest book because I want to have that bang in this newest book, but I still cannot cannot do it. So uh, I'm in I'm in that phase, that void experience. But now he has got over it after 13 tries. <laughs> I'm still there. So I'm still trying to, maybe I will fix my first chapter. Maybe I, I should start with the, the, the big event 15 centuries ago and then continue with the present. But at the moment, I'm, I'm there. I'm at the boring first chapter where he was waiting in a cafe and people talk about uh, some billionaires who keep getting transplants so that they can get uh a healthy heart, healthy organs, so they can stay alive. Because you know, with the technology, people they new organs, they can rejuvenate their skin, they can stay healthier, blah blah blah. And then he's like, "Ah, these foolish humans! Don't they know being immortal sucked? I've been bored to death for fifteen centuries, and these fools—they want to be immortals." You know, like I started 
the first chapter by establishing the fact that he's an immortal and he's bored to death. But it's not a bang. I'm still looking for my X factor that I can put in that first chapter and draw people in. So I'm still struggling in that, just letting people know that it's not easy. It's not easy. Void did it 13 times and then finally he's happy with it. I'm still not happy with my 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 first three chapters. But yeah, I agree that even if we cannot get it, it's better if we just continue and continue and continue and fix it later after we, you know, it's better to start than to just keep waiting for perfection to come. Otherwise, you would still be in that uh, starting line. You wouldn't be anywhere. So just keep writing and writing. And then maybe somewhere down the line, you would finally get that, ah, I know. I should I should do it this way. So I'm still there in that phase. I'm, th I'm still trying, I'm still struggling, trying to find that bang to put in my first three chapters, but I'm moving on. Moving forward, I mean. Yeah, that's good. Okay, then, now the new topic for today, how to plot and structure a novel. As previously mentioned, this is purely how I personally would do it. You all have your own styles, and so do add and take away from this as much as possible. You have your in-depth mind map, enough for you to get through the first and possibly also the second chapter, but not more than that, right? Here's where I would actually start moving from the mind map and to outlining. In your mind map, you have how you wish to start the story, the middle, some high points, and how you imagine that it will end. To keep it simple, let's stick to just one volume of about let's say 120 chapters. By chapters, I mean more of a web novel standard where it is 1,000 to 1,500 words per chapter. The story is simple. The first volume is simple. Um, the start, the middle, and the end are each of their own smaller arcs in your story. Perfect. Now divide those three into separate folders where the program of my choice personally would be Scrivener. Uh, we will talk about all of that later. As we got about 120 chapters, I would roughly put it to 40 chapters for each arc, of course, with the ability to adapt. I will further then divide segments of those arcs into folders of tens or twenties, that number being the amount of chapters for each folder. Let's say we go for 20 chapters for each of those. And now is the rough sketchy outlining that I would do and actually do on which I do for my novel. Uh, what are my, my plans for the first 20 chapters? What happens? If we go to the previous story, the outline could easily go as such. Uh, Max failed to steal the parchment, friend's dad's mad and keeping an eye on him. Max hears about recruitment school, where the top students gain access to a dungeon. He enters and starts training. Chapter 20 to 40 would go more like Max gets friendly with multiple people. He gets stronger and awakens an inner power within himself. One that is unique compared to the rest. He keeps it secret as he passes test after test, but just barely trying to avoid too much attention. Max is now a dungeon explorer 
just barely getting his pass, as planned, but being the top fifth student where his best friend was first place. Chapter 40 to 80 would focus more on him starting out and ending in a disaster. Chapter 80 to 120 would be focusing on him surviving the disaster, stuck in unknown levels of the dungeon, ending with him facing off against a huge opponent after being completely being a completely changed man. Perfect. So we got our rough outlines, then we continue to go in deeper. And with deeper, I mean we do chapter by chapter outlining. I would personally do outlining for the entire volume, but keeping it to outlining the entirety of chapters 1 to 40. The first arc is perfectly fine. We have chapter one, chapter one finished already. We do a simple outline for chapter two as such. Max locked up in jail, sulking, mad about his lost opportunities and complaining that he might never become a dungeon explorer. After a little while, a guard takes him up to the district lord's office, where they speak like family, good friends, but a stern talking to the Lord being his only father figure. Max leaves the office with no hope. The district lord had invited him to watch and possibly take part of dungeon exploring training. And there is chapter 2 outline done. And we continue as such for each chapter till chapter 40. When we have all of that done, essentially using all of our time to come up with the ideas for it, now is then the perfect time with the outlining finished knowing what you want to do, where to go, what happens, to start working on your novel. With all, if not most, of the idea making out of the way and done, writing and continuing the story will be a smooth sail forward. Writer's blog often comes with trouble of knowing where to continue. With this, you already know where it is headed and what you are writing. All that is left is to review, Make sure you are happy and then finally start on your novel for real. I know that not everyone does this, but this is one way I can highly recommend doing it. With that said and done, how do you guys plan out your chapters and how do you continue writing at a steady pace? Any knowledge you guys want to share to the masses? Uh, no, uh, I, I say it for fun often, but uh, I really uh, take a bath uh, two times a week uh, with uh, water hot, uh, hotter than my body temperature and uh, get some ideas there. That's the only time when I ever plan for my chapter. So I don't do uh, outlining or planning while I'm writing, just um, I plan the arcs while I'm in bath and uh, that's all. And then my character, ex my character explores these ideas. So I'm, I'm throwing my characters for this uh, finished idea and now see how you explore it. Have fun. I like how specific you were with how you like your shower. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Well, um, <clears throat> it's like being in the sauna. So um, the heat is, uh, yeah, the heat supports my uh, thinking part. Which is nice. I guess I I'm the only one who's really hardcore planning. <laughs> It looks know. like it, yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go with the flow. I just made bullet points for what's going to happen in the coming 10 to 20 chapters. Yeah. And just go through them while I write. And once they're done, I'll spend the day making new bullet points and like running a day like two or three hours. And then that's for the next coming week. That's just how I do it. 
usually I would get my ideas like it would come flooding maybe like Marcus that way but not during bus but during driving I found driving to be relaxing no 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 I'm not <laughs> daydreaming it helps me relax some people they they can become focused and relaxed if they hear loud music some people no don't talk don't play any music I hate it I cannot focus so totally different people right some people they can focus if everything is quiet some people they need music as loud as possible to 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 pump them so I'm the I'm the I'm the second one so if I drive uh, my country it has like the most dangerous traffic <laughs> so when I drive when I was driving so I, I I love driving even if I don't want to go anywhere I would just drive I found it relaxing it's for me and then I would play music as loud as possible that's the only place I can play music as loud as possible because at home it would disturb other people and I don't like to hear music from headset but you know after the pandemic and etc I so, so during my drive and my music I can do it for one or two hours scenes by scenes people everything they come to me it's like I don't know how how to how to explain it it's like taking ecstasy and you see things you know like I'm not saying that I, I see things but it's like scenes things that I want to put in my books they, they just come they just come and I have to keep it that way after I get home I stop the car I, I, I park it and then I quickly write down what I experience what what things that that come to me and then I put my I, I have my notes that way even though it's like um, the bullet points that Void said it's not gonna be like this is what I'm gonna write for next week's no probably this is this scenes would only come up in this book after 200 chapters or I would just get the ending or I would just get important scene that's it it's it's really random but now because you know I don't drive as much anymore after the pandemic I have to resort to listening to music so loudly using my headset it's not as effective but it helps um yeah yeah so I think you know people people are doing things differently but I can relate to what Marcus said about you know getting his hot bath twice a week and get ideas I have my own sessions with different methods and I also do the uh, bullet points but not for uh, the next or the succeeding chapters but maybe chapters like I don't know when I'm gonna put this scene but I know this scene should appear somewhere down the line thank you I also want to add like a thing that I am personally doing because I most of the times I have either mental notes or actually notes of things that I know that happen in the background because the main character is in the world, things happening not just around him, they're happening around like somewhere further away in another town that may affect his own. So I try to see like, I try to keep like these kind of um, events that's happening around. And if that actually has come to the story, of actually see the after effects of this event that may not be in the book and may mm -hmm. like the character learn about the about that the later but if it is actually the time for it so there is like the whole thing of 
thinking of only not only what you actually writing about what actually is happening around the main character but what's happening in his surroundings but what happening in the background to other things because the whole world like he's part of the world like he's on not only his actions are the ones who are affecting the world there are others who are also affecting the world either if they be said in the book or not uh, but because I'm not doing like different perspective, just following the perspective of the of the character is pretty much like he's learning later that something has happened. So I have in my mind of like this is that's happened, which will this kind of meta notes or the actual notes that I keep will provide me like maybe in that chapter because he learns like okay that happened, that happened, that happened, and maybe like the different scenario of like how the event went without the character being there the main character being there thank you um i take it as there's no no one has anything further to add so on to the next topic one that is quite important and yet also would argue for my part on the seminar front rather brief and that is how to create characters and more specifically, what are characters and what are the differences? So we all know about different types of characters, no? Um, I've heard it a lot in discussions about movies, um, but they go as such. Antagonist, protagonist, A, B, C, and so on. There are many names for them. The simple ones that we all know of are the antagonist, Mostly seen as the villains, the ones who oppose the main character, those who are you are we as a reader, and everyone else is against. The general understanding is a person who actively opposes or is hostile to someone or something. Well, if the protagonist is the leading character or one of the major characters in a novel, often your main character or characters that you follow along in your journey as a reader, Simple and clear-cut, in my opinion. And here come the ABCs. It is a ranking of how developed, important, and present those characters are. A characters, always there. They got lines, they got personalities, they got a relationship and dynamic with the other characters. B characters are often in the background. Got a few lines, not important for character development, often just names to be mentioned and to fill out space. C characters is the least known one of them. You don't see them, you don't hear them, you hear of them. For example, I heard Teach Andrew talking about that once in first grade, and that is all we hear of them. Not really even worth to be characters, just names. Each of them fill out specific purposes to support attack, develop, anything you can imagine in relation to events, plots, and the main character's behavior. If you take the earlier example of the dungeon exploring story, Max is the protagonist, his childhood friend and district lord is A characters, city guards are B characters, and possibly a name on the study paper in school is a C character. It all says it itself. They have different purposes, different priorities for you as a writer to develop and focus on and for the reader to remember. For a reader, like for a reader they will only really remember protagonist and A characters, while the others are more stand-ins and there to fill out space. 
One thing, however, that can be difficult is to make them feel alive. Does the reader, when reading about them and them interacting, feel like they're actual people? Or just people reading up a script not really being in a proper character during a middle school play? Most of it comes from practice, and all I can say is just write, practice, learn, adapt, practice, and write again. Best way to view it is putting yourself in their shoes. If I was Max, how would he act towards the district lot? When he stole the parchment, which is critical for society, and sitting in his office having a stone talking to, would I be afraid, hurt, sad? Would I ignore it? With the very first chapter and interactions with Max, I would say that he, his heart would beat almost as if trying to break out of his chest, the tension almost choking him, and his senses makes him feel all nauseous. But when the district lord turns from the window to look at him, with a mischievous smile, they both burst out in laughter at the situation, and all the tension gets loose. To finally, where they can have a serious talk about why he stole the parchment, and what would have happened if it was anyone else that caught him. Interactions, personality, relationships—it all plays an important note on the music, which is your story. As previously mentioned, don't worry about not being amazing. Don't worry about making mistakes. We all do. We learn. We adapt. We are writers, and so we will continue to write and better ourselves. Here, I would love to have one of our hosts, um, Soren,、uh, who is here today with us.、Um, like I, I would say, the two ca- characters are dynamic and quite impeccable,、um, especially with your many point of views.、Uh, would you like to share about your characters and their dy- dynamics and your thoughts and processes in making them as realistic as they are? Uh, thank you for that, Nagi.、Uh, yes, I pride myself on my characters.、Uh, I like to. What I do is、uh, similar to.、Uh, I don't know if you've heard of method acting, where the actor,、yeah. uh, um, the actor puts himself in the role of their character. That's what I do as a writer. I feel those emotions.、Um, touching on the music that was talked about earlier about. Listening to music while writing,、um, I need certain types of music when I write certain types of things. Like、uh, you actually gave me that one track、um, to help me write that one scene. I'm not going to say the name of it. Ah, <laughs>、uh, screw it. It's called Android Porn. Android、yes. Porn is the best name. And yes, and for me, this was one of the me- main female characters. Coming out and showing off for her son for the first time ever, what she could do, and it was just the perfect music for it. I could feel it. I could see it. Everything、um, in my head, there was a full-on film going on, and I just put that to paper. It's just that's what you need to do, and.、Uh, Other characters, you just、uh, you have your grayscale. Gray characters are wonderful, and readers love them. You, of course, you'll have your characters that are just straight up protagonists, straight up antagonists. But then you've got all the middle, and that's where the meat is, because you want to make your readers question, like, okay, is this a good person or is this a bad person? 
and make them question that. Um, okay, this guy's kind of bad, but I also kind of like it. Like, you know, bring your reader into it and get into their mindsets. And obviously, uh, you don't need to use different points of view. That's uh, something that's very popular in high fantasy, which is what I'm writing. And it just helps the reader to feel everything that every character feels wherever they are and really makes your reader attached to them. And I feel that's very important to do. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Can I add something? Because yeah, this course. is really interesting topic for me. So with my characters, I have a book, uh, The Alchemist. It has like 1.3 million words, over 1,000 chapters, and it actually spans through three generations. So you can imagine loads and loads of characters there because it started with a man falling in love with a woman. The man is an immortal. The woman is a regular human. And then they have kids. And then, you know, the next story would be about the kids and then the extended family, the the, the, the friends and etc. So many characters. I think I have 30 main, not main, yeah. I mean, 30 important characters in that book and maybe around 100. But uh, my readers, they can really tell who is who. Uh, they even remember the names, and I do too. Because when I write about the characters, it feels uh, I I know them as a person. So if something happened, like for example, uh, you know you have a friend, she loves talking, and she she's a bad driver. So when you drive, you go on a ride with her. And then it wouldn't surprise you to hear someone said, oh, my God, did you hear about her? She just hit 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 a electric pole or something. And we're like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. That's how she is, because you know that person, you know, your friend, you know, your cousin, you know, your mother, you know that your sister would be uh, like jumping in joy when she heard about uh, a sale. Like, oh, my God, H&M is having a sale or whatever. And then your brother is uh into a game or something you know them because because you know you know them as a person then whatever happened to them you know how they would respond you know how would how would they they say something how their perspective how their view about about something would be like because you know them if you have to describe your friend your friends you, you can say, oh, she has a long hair, brown, her eyes are green, and she is a chatterbox, blah, blah, blah. You know them. You don't have to. Let me check. Okay, which friend is this? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Do I have a friend? You, you won't say that because you know your friends, you know your cousins, you know your sisters, you know your mother and father, and etc. So with my characters, I know them. So when I have to write a scene, with this guy and that girl, I know how they would react on something. I know what they would say when something happened. It it comes so naturally. I I I don't know if 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 other people do this, but for me, I don't need to. For me, I don't need to write about their personality, their physical appearances. I just know because I like I know my friends. I know them, and it helps a lot because then when I throw in situations i know how they would respond i know what they would say and it just keeps moving and as for the great characters we as a person i i know many people 
and I have never met a true evil character. Like he was born to be bad and everything he did is bad. You know, I have a friend, he's a bit shady, but you know, he's good to his friends. And I have a, I have a cousin, she's annoying, but she's not utterly bad. You know, I never met someone who is like pure, uh, righteous and everything. And on the other side, I have someone who is pure evil. So that's what I write with my characters. Even the antagonist people, they 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 have reasons why they become villains. They have their 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 uh, you know their way of doing things. And even one of my protagonists, it's not really protagonist per se because he's the main character. He's the main lead of this book, but he's actually quite shady. He used to be an assassin and he 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 hated humans humankind because his mother he's an immortal and uh, his mother was killed uh, in world war ii uh, and and he 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 consider human as you know there are too many evil people they destroy the environment look at the look at the war look at the uh global warming and etc so he made a, a goal for himself to rule the world someday so that he can he can play god and then he can just you know in his book let only the good the intelligent and the and the and the strong to live and the rest the weak ones the stupid ones the the bad ones he would wipe them all so that's who he is and even until the end of the story Finally, he changed. He stopped trying to uh, to eliminate humans, but he still hated people. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want to interact much with people. But he he slowed down on his mission, on on you know punishing the humanity. Blah blah blah. But yeah, but he's the he's the main lead. You know, he's he's not the 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 villain per se, but he is evil. In that in that sense, because regular people would see him as the actually you hate Hitler for waging World War II in the world, but you are acting like Hitler right now by selecting only the good ones, the smart ones to live, and then you think that the other people they don't deserve to live. But he's the main lead. He's the the main character. So yeah, I agree with the with the gray uh, gray characters. Not everything should be put in the in the like the the protagonist should be like he's defending humanity he's righteous he's good and then the villains they all have evil uh objective they they you know they're bad because personally me as a person i have never met someone who is like 100% bad and 100% good i just don't know anyone like that so having more depths into the characters, like you know, give them like a thirty percent badness, forty uh, percent goodness, and then a mix of other stuff would make it fun. Thank you. Tay, as no one else has anything further to bring up, so I will go into the next segment. Um, this will be the next to last topic for the first half of the seminar, and it will be about writing tools and aids. Why do we use them? Are they even that good? And what can we recommend and others? 
So first of all, why do we use writing tools and aids? Do we even need them? Well, to share something I personally have experienced. I was quite quick into buying Grammarly Premium for a year way back in the day. It showed me 100 to 200 mistakes per chapter of my starting chapters. I used it to understand what I did wrong, how punctuation should be, how it recommended me to do it, and so on. And you know what? Now when I put one of my newer chapters in there, there are often less than 20 mistakes to point out in the total of 2,600 words. But that is because of one difference that is important to take note of. Don't, and I mean don't, use the tools to just fix your mistakes and forget about it. No, it is not, it is not here to replace an actual editor for you. It is there to show you simple mistakes that you made and then you can read them, adapt, learn, train, and then use that to write again and then now make, like now not make that same mistake again. So I would say that we need them because there are a lot of simple mistakes that we might not notice, but it would be purely to learn and get better at writing. I won't focus as much on Gravelly, although most of my experience is with that. And that is because Grammarly isn't actually really about creative writing. It is more for research papers and essays. Not for what we do here as authors, it is for what you would do as a student learning maths or what else there might be. No, what I will focus on is pro writing aid. Having tested it with a few of our hosts, it is amazing. The free version only looks at your first 500 words, but you can bypass that by simply putting 500 words in at a time in cut sections of your novel. But, and especially for the paid version, it is amazing. It shows you multiple stats such as how slow pace you got, how many glue words you include, dialogue tags, if you use too many emotional tells, adverbs, you name it. It's an amazing tool to show and visualize how your writing is. What you may be able to work on like better on, it even has a whole report function where you can download a whole report of the entirety of your novel to see how amazing it is, what can be done better, and even compare it to the current unknown writers. There's only so much I can say here in the seminar, but I urge you all to give it a try. There is a trial period where you can test it out freely. Um, I show you that it is a great tool that you can definitely use. It is not a replacement for actual editors, but to help you on your journey as an author, it is still an amazing tool. With that, Marcus and Soren, you two being the ones who spent hours on the actual thing, what are your thoughts on it and your experience? Uh, personally, uh, as I brought it up to you guys and showed how basically amazing it is as a tool, but like you said yourself, it is a tool. You are meant to use it. You're not meant to let it use you mm. because if you let it and you try to aim for that hundred percent score, which is next to impossible to get, um, you will have your voice stripping, uh, stripped from you. Your your writer's voice, your style, it it will disappear if you let it. So, take all their suggestions with a grain of salt when you look at them, because you know what that passive voice that might need to be there for a reason. You never know. 
just certain things you just have to just go with the flow adjust it as you go and actually think about replacing it don't just choose all the automated responses uh, but that being said it is a fantastic program and it is probably the best grammar editor i have ever found and it also works in conjunction with grammarly if you use it uh, the browser extension so if you paste it into inkstone for you web novel writers uh, you can actually use ProWriting Aid and Grammarly in tandem together in Inkstone to have it checked again. Because sometimes Grammarly finds mistakes that it, uh, ProWriting Aid misses, but it tends to find way fewer mistakes than ProWriting Aid. So uh, how about you, Marcus? <clears throat> Yeah, um, I did what you um, said people not to do. I spent hours just for trying the functions. Uh, I spent hours <laughs> of um, min-maxing one chapter. My goal was to see what is a maximum chapter according to pro writing at. Um, long story short, it took me four hours and I got like um, 14 or so uh, reports to 100%, still missing like... Uh, up to six or seven reports, so uh, I gave up. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's the problem. You um, you will lose everything, which makes you the author. You, uh, you just go with what um, providing aids provides, and um, the personal field is go uh, is lost there. The thing with providing aid is um, it's a reporting tool. Nothing more, nothing less. Yes, it has some suggestions for Word. Um, it has a Caesarus integrated, which is uh, nice sometimes, but it's a reporting tool. It's only there to show what could be an error. Thing with writing is writing is a creative process. Um, sometimes it's, it's, an, it's an error. Grammar errors are errors. Sometimes it's maybe just the thing you want. So, um, with every word, every sentence that is checked and reported there, it still takes the brain to see, do I want it there or not? And if you want it there, you maybe have a reason and it's fine. Only if you see, hmm, maybe I really don't want this way, you can think about, okay, what's better then? And uh, the thing that Nag mentioned is um, use it to learn, not use it to replace your brain. But other than that, it's a great tool and it also works with Scrivener. So you can have your Scrivener project uh, integrated into it, which is nice if you have the, uh, the full version. So um, on PC. Which, if you've got the money, I can definitely recommend using it just as an extra tool. Um, do any of you have, like any of the others, have further issue on this? Use them. Use both Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid. They are just too useful not to use them. But yeah, don't take everything they mark as an mistake, as an actual mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, I use, use the them. combination of three. I use the autocorrect in Scrivener. Then I move it to a Google Document, Google Doc, where I use a combination of Google Docs own built-in corrections, then the Pro Writing Aid and the Grammarly. So I got like a multi-hybrid approach to it. <laughs> to just uh, quadra check, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Anyways, um, I will then move on to the next one, and that's actually talking about programs. So thank you all. 
there are multiple programs as well that you can use for your novel and writing it down. Something that is free with uh, Google Mail is Google Drives. Um, they got their Google Docs. It is an amazing tool, costs, costs nothing, and you can use it freely. However, while there is that, many other programs depend on your needs that you can use. There's one that has been outshining compared to the others, like especially to me, and that is Scrivener. Lifetime license of Scrivener is about 53 euros. Um, while to some it is expensive, it is an amazing tool. It has sidebars for all your chapters, organizing, doing whatever you want to multiple documents for text. It can be edited to keep track of word count, goals, and many more. Similarly to ProWritingAid, it does have a trial period, and as I can't say all too much of it and show any of it since we are sound only, I encourage you all to get the trial of Scrivener and give it a try. It is a great tool for purposes of outlining and others in the way that I mentioned previously. I love it. Many of our authors love it, and I hope you will love it too. Um, as a part of this tool, and other tools are more for us there as host to discuss, um, I will start out the conversation with you, Marcus. If you remember when we first met <clears throat> and you introduced me to Scrivener, you were still on the trial period, and I, even without trying it, um, bought it outright and fell in love with it. I spent two and a half hours purely on making documents and folders to prepare myself for the work and my novel to come. I absolutely love the program and thank you for introducing it to me. Uh, I know that we use Scrivener in different ways, but what are your experiences with the program? Um, yeah, the thing with Scrivener, it's a nice tool to organize. and. Um, I wouldn't say we use it um, differently. Yeah, we both use it to organize. It's just that our uh, structures to organize are different because uh, we think different uh, when think, uh, yeah, when organizing in our head. But um, for that very reason, it's I don't even use it for the grammar things. It has grammar checks, but uh, they are not worth it really. Um, for the organization, it's just wonderful you can have a, a your manuscript with several folders in it folders can have subfolders and you have several gene, scenes or chapters in it you have a whole section for characters and for places um for that very reason to organize yourself even if you're a pencil writer um the thing which i mentioned um writing down everything i've written after i've written it um there's where i do it i have um two chapters open at the same time and for one chapter I have a small little window which is a synopsis of the chapter I'm in right now and there can I just uh, describe what I've written right now for that reason it's, it's perfect it's a nice uh, help um, you can do it without yes but uh, it's just for the lazy people who want everything in one single place instead of 5,000 Google documents and whatever Thank you. Um, Soren, I do know that you use an entirely different program since you didn't really like Scrivener. Anything you got to share on that front? Um, well, actually, I take a much more basic approach, uh, at least for Omnimage. Hmm. Uh, if we're talking about my other novel, that's a whole other can of worms. But uh, <laughs> uh, basically, I just write in a... Uh, 
open office type program called LibreOffice. And I have uh, two different grammar checkers added to that, uh, which help me uh, do that. And then I check it in ProWritingAid, and then I put it in Inkstone, and it gets double checked by ProWritingAid again, and also by Grammarly. So I'm getting quite a lot of checks done, <laughs> but somehow I still seem to miss a thing here and there, just simple typos that are don't look like typos until you read it. Uh, but overall, um, I don't actually advise doing it the way I do it. The reason why I chose not to use Scrivener is because my novel was well established at that point, and taking all that, uh, considering that I pantsed it, I didn't have the outlines and all that to uh, basically go back and put everything into Scrivener and set it all up. Uh, it just was a little bit too much effort. But I would recommend Scrivener for starting a new novel. That would definitely be key. Now for other tools that I get into, such as uh, I mentioned in the chat earlier about using Aeon Timeline. Uh, because somebody asked about timeline, creating timelines, and it's such an amazing tool if you like timelines or need them for your novel, because your novel may uh, span quite a vast amount of time. You can keep track of the age of things. You can fully outline in it. It's just a rather odd way to do things, as I've been told, but it's how I like to do it. Visual graphing, or graphing is another great way to do things, which uh, I believe I've shown you, Nagi, uh, one of my graphs that I did for my other novel at one point. Basically, go through, and it's just like outlining, except it's more visual-oriented. Like, you, you have this point here, and then that leads to this point here, which then you have different branches coming off of that point, because it's cause and effect. So you're writing the effects in each little bubble. It's kind of a, um, I forgot what they're called, um, like a mind cloud thing, mm -hmm. whatever it is. But uh, there's so many different tools, so many different ways to do things. And while I'm not going to say my way is the best, it's the best that works for me at the moment. And that's what you as an author should use, whatever works best for you. So the very last topic of the first half will be publishing your novel. So you got your first chapters, you know, your chapters programs for helping you edit and wire to white, but you don't exactly know where to start publishing your work. And that is perfectly fine. Like there are millions of choices for you to choose especially for what platforms to use. There are various sites such as WebNovel, GoodNovel, Wildworld, Tapas.io, Wattpad, Amazon, and a future Kindle Vela, for example. The sites you go to and where you publish can vary depending on the style you write, what you wish to achieve or other. And that is where I would encourage everyone to do some more research to be done on the platforms. Research is key. Knowing where you go is key. If any of you need help, just send a message here on this Discord server. We are always here to help and support each other. As these are purely my recommendations on how to do it, 
I will continue with the Dungeon Explorer story and with Max. The way that the story is written is daily chapters, the common web novel publishing style. I already have a stockpile of the very first arc, the initial 40 chapters, and really in the groove of publishing and already planning out the ideas for the second volume. Volume. Sorry. Now, for web novels specifically, if I recall correctly, you need um, 15,000 words to get into new rankings. It is great to go on there as soon as you are vetted and fill the requirement. People can see you on the list. And also, if you do one chapter after another, it will feel a bit lacking for starting readers if they don't read multiple chapters in one go. So I might even fall off continuing with no chapters, like with no novels. And don't continue on the no chapters you publish afterwards. So here is what I will personally do when I publish my novel Breaking Worlds, and also what I can recommend others to do. Have you created a stockpile where you feel comfortable publishing your work and where you can continue with daily chapters? You publish. 15 chapters, first day of publishing. It is a big boost, lots of chapters for people to read, enough to get you into new rankings, and you will even publish a new or two chapters even a day. It sounds perfect, right? Especially to a reader. And at least I think so as a writer myself and as a reader. It gives you plenty of time to further develop your novel and make yourself comfortable with it, having enough of a stockpile for a few um, sick days. Make sure that you actually feel like publishing the novel and you don't just go for idea after idea as an idea maker, but that you now got a novel, you're publishing, and can proudly call yourself an author. As mentioned prior, there are many platforms and many of these that I will use myself in a more sneaky way, I would say, but I will use them. Amazon is great for self-publishing. If you have the money, the resources and everything to go there. If you have long chapters like a standard Western novel, go there by all means. Wattpad is good for more Western novels too. The reader engagement from what I know isn't that high for newer novels compared to other platforms. So there you need to make yourself stand out and when you do, you'll definitely feel it. Because once you stand out, people will finally see your work. Web novel has a special style to it. The rapid releasing chapters, the really long story arcs going for a novel series that can go way past 10 volumes. But it has a heavy writer and reader demograph, like demographic, there to tell you like their meanings, uh, their opinions, help out and get yourself known. No novels get views. No novels get shown off to readers. It is great for starting out as a no writer. Kindervella by Amazon is a web novel style site um, that they have started. So far they only focus on America, I would presume due to legalities, but it is not out yet. We are yet to see what happens with it. All I can say is that I look forward to see it as a platform. And last and not least, why do you write? To get famous, to get <laughs> gain exposure, to get better at writing, so you can write your next novel better? They're all valid, and we all have them. The latter one is essentially me, um, though to be honest, all of them fit me, and I think the majority of you as well. We will soon be closing off the first half of the seminar, ending it with our last podcast segment, talking about the platforms, experiences, and so on. 
do stay with us for some closing thoughts and a Q&A, where we will read all of your questions before we head over to the second half. With all this said and done, Void, if I remember correctly, you have been published on a platform such as Royal World. Any experience or change in publishing a writing style between web novel and Royal World you wish to share, or is it the same? Uh, the overall, like the writing style is pretty similar. The only difference is in length. Uh, the readers on Royal World prefer having longer chapters, like uh, more than 2,000 to like 5,000 words. Also, the readers there are pretty harsh, like much harsher than web novels. They will critique your book much harsher than others. And they also want a much higher quality than web novel readers. So if your book is not up to par, they will shred you down. That's pretty much it. Well, it sounds like a fine place to go to, especially if you're looking to better yourself as an author. Yeah. Um, I know that the majority of us are um, like web novel based, though I can't really say that for myself since I will be publishing on my own website. And uh, like it's entirely just my own freedom of having as much art and music I want there. But um, have you guys done your own research on different sites or actually have published a bit on other sites that you care to share? Oh, yeah. I. Did so. I know a good novel platform and also Dreamy. I have my non-exclusive book there, so I kind of know how they do a little bit. Um, oh, also I tried publishing in Royal Road to get uh more audience, and I quickly ran away from Royal Road because the readers are so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my heart is not made for this. I'm going to out of here. Yeah, so <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I will try again this year after I, uh, you know, I, I feel more confident with my work. Because when I started in Royal Road um, last year, early last early last year, um, I, this, the thing is, English is only my second language, and I was not confident with my fluency to write. So I would write in my native language, and then I would have it translated and edited by other people. And uh, after the pandemic, so so I, after the pandemic, I, I I thought that you know paying people a lot of money to edit my book is a cost that I can no longer justify. So I started learning to better myself so that I can edit my own book. And fast forward one year later, I no longer write in my native language. I write straight in English, even though I still have a lot to improve. But I grow as a writer. I grow in my language fluency. So when I entered Royal Road last year, I was still in that, you know, uh, uh, a writer who didn't even write in English. I wrote in my native language and then I have it translated. And of course, in, in, in the eyes of a lot of native uh, English speaking people, it might be like, oh, you know, but now that I am more confident, uh, my skill is so much better than before, I might venture into that platform again in the future. I also have experience with, uh, I think Blips can also say about good novel, right? Um, 
uh, they have uh, they have things that are similar to web novel. They have differences too, and I think if we want to grow as an author, we shouldn't be stuck in only one platform because we have to be loyal to ourselves. We have to build an audience. At the end of the day, uh, readers would follow us. Readers would 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 you know if we publish a book in web novel or in good novel or in dreamy or in many other or amazon uh, we have to build a fan base that would connect to us not connect to the platform and i think it's important to us uh, for us to broaden our horizons to 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 look around and to see how we can uh, expand our reach our audience and of course uh, because different platforms, different audience, they would bring in different values and we can grow from that. Thank you. Um, since the whole first half is getting quite lengthy, um, I will continue on to the Q&A section from here. Um, so now time for the Q&A. Um, the chat channel has been open for a while and doing it. We have handpicked a few questions or something that was said is interesting to us and brought it up. Uh, now, however, as this is a Q&A, we will read up all of your questions and answer them. So if you have some no questions, please do not flood the channel. Um, we will try and read up as many questions as possible before we proceed with the second half. Um, and as I've noticed, um, some of the great chat moderators, as also co-host, has been putting a few questions up in the FAQ. If Marcus, if you would like to start off with the first one. Okay, um, the first question is uh, by Icy. Um, how do we keep writing the chapters, making them the same interesting ones as the earlier ones? So I guess it's about how to keep them interesting, even though you write 500 chapters, 1,000 chapters, or as if of chaos, 1,600 chapters. Well, definitely say that one, uh, one way to keep them interested is the characters, no? Like, um, as readers, you would be engaged with the characters, and you would love to see where they go next, no? Like I I have series uh, like novels that goes on to like chapter twenty three now and I've continued reading reading them. Um, I do agree some of them have a dull moment, but it's not much of like it's while the writing can go bad. It's I'm already attached to the characters. I would like to see what continues next. Um, for a writer's standpoint, um, I would argue that it's mainly about building up the story. Um, if your story keeps resetting, for example, um, if you do one thing, one chapter, one arc, and then it has no impact, it has nothing to do with how the story continues, that's when I would drop the story, for example, because there's no development, there's no... It's basically everything that I read previously is non-existent. So making sure to take everything that's happened previously in the story with you onto what happens now and you keep building it up until you hopefully at, at some point reach the end point of your novel is how to keep it most engaging, to keep the story alive and that every baggage and everything that has been wet and has been written so far continues onto 
the future and how you're writing your chapters now. At least that's how I will personally answer that question. Um, basically, as long as you keep the plot moving forward with your characters, whatever you have them do, um, that that's what you need to do, and that is what will keep things interesting. As long as your characters themselves are interesting. But if they're not interesting, well then, what are you doing? That's pretty much my answer in total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, until the second one. How do you overcome a block or the opinions of the people about your work? See the external factors that affect us. So if you guys have an opinion. Miss Re Reality but you mentioned earlier about royal worlds and our opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think this is a bit fitting given the whole story you had previously, didn't you? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I, I told myself maybe my story is not what they're looking for. I mm. noticed later on that in Royal Roads, uh, mostly male books, fantasy books, they do well. And, you know, because a lot of Royal Roads uh, audience are male. And my stories, like I said, it's, it's quite confusing because most of my characters are men, but it's romance. And I actually have, I, I have male readers coming to my book. Uh, I know them because, you know, I check their profile and they're men and they're like diehard fans of my books and they, they like it. So, so I was like, okay, maybe my book can actually relate to men too. But I've got some men too who are like, uh, why didn't you tell me that this book is, uh, is female books? Even though, you know, because in the synopsis, I put the synopsis, the main characters are male. So based on the synopsis, you know, how an immortal guy, he lives for 400 years, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, trying to find meaning in life. So he thought the story is about, you know, typical male lead novels. It's not. It has a lot of male characters, but it's actually romance uh so i got some people disappointed that oh i thought this book is you know the typical male stuff but it's not so uh after, so i i got uh not a lot of criticism i'm just uh comparing it to the responses i got to web novel because in web novels most of my readers they're like oh my god i love this book it's amazing blah 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 you know but in royal roads it's either uh no response or they would be like critiquing criticizing this part that part that part so i was just not used to it and i you know it, it took a lot of um getting used to 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 understand the audience is different from what i used to have and then uh, the book that i put in there doesn't really connect to the audience there when I put it in other platforms like in Dreamy or Good Novels, they're like, you know, they give me nice feedback. So, uh, and it's not really my my negative experience with Royal Roads. I also heard a lot from other people and I amplify that. It becomes uh, something that scares me about Royal Roads. Like people say, oh my God, they, they, 
would butcher you if you if you if your grammar sucks they are harsh blah 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 and it and it gives me like ah, they're scary people you know i don't really get such negative experience in royal roads but if i compare that experience like the negativity you know maybe i get like seven in royal roads but in web novel no not seven six in web novel i get nine so for me it's like uh, royal road is not for me thank you very much i'll stick to web novel you know something <laughs> like that but i've heard from people who who do well in royal road they're like oh this is the perfect audience because they are uh, they, they they are uh they they they, they uh, dig deep into your story and when they they say something they give feedback they don't hold back and that's something that you want to hear, actually. You don't want to be worshipped by your audience who always say, yeah, this is good, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. And you're like, please tell me if I like something. Please tell me if there's a plot holes or anything. So, you know, it's not really negative, but in comparison to web novel, it's different. But like I said, maybe I will try again <laughs> after I prepare my heart. <laughs> And like, okay, I'm ready. Royal Road, bring it on. You know, maybe, maybe we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll update you if I ever go back there. <laughs> yeah. F F uh, can I say something about yeah, criticisms? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, as a from the perspective of, uh, I consider myself a newbie author because uh, before web novel, I have not written anything. So um, as someone who just started writing, I received a lot of criticisms um, and it was really heartbreaking for me. I cried a lot and um, I, I write a lot. So I already mentioned that I, I wrote 15 chapters um, in one day before. So I write a lot and I don't have editors. I don't know how to plot. My tenses are all over the place. It's just the worst and i just write what i want to read so um, i don't have any guidance i don't know anyone um, i don't have any writer friends at that time and i never really received any criticisms from my readers but i receive a few heartful words from my fellow authors who fo focused on quality more than the quantity so my first reaction was as i said i cried like a baby then <laughs> I cried again because, you know, the, the passive aggressive, you know, stuff that some authors said. And um, then I realized I'm actually here to earn money, you know? So I just write and write and earn and I stop caring and think about paying my rent instead. So until now, I just I just stopped reading the reviews. I just stopped reading the, the comments and I just, think about my earnings and how to pay my, you know, my car and my food and stuff like that. That is actually a very good way. It's the one that I used to <laughs> kind of lips. Uh, <clears throat> I could tell my experience with that. Um, more on the latter thing what we mentioned, see the external factors that affects us. Um, Rule number one, don't be affected by external events. It's simply as says, uh, you, you see a critique on your story, uh, read it, go through it, 
either it helps you or it doesn't help you and uh, you you react by that if it helps you you improve your story you improve as a writer uh, you will get better uh, if it doesn't help you ignore it just like that <laughs> that's true we, something we joke about on web novels is like the authors need to be shameless and have thick skin and that is something we need to make it like actually take it literally if you want to go through this and bear with it if you want to succeed actually so be shameless be thick-skinned <laughs> agree but before we end this uh, first half can i uh give a little bit of a, a clarification because i read in the chat people are scared for me because i love getting my ideas while i was driving so one i no longer do that i haven't driven my car for almost two years now i'm cooked up at home mostly and second i'm a very 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 good driver i've done road trips where i'm the main driver i've done road trips in the us in europe and of course in my country so don't be scared <laughs> don't be scared thank you what's the next question uh, like, how does one manage to stay confident on something you are writing? Um, well, you you don't you don't really like we, we are all um, writers. Everyone has um, lack of self confidence, and we're also self critical. Um, I think the only way you you can get confidence, sure, but I think the only way is just to publish it, make make it a standard. You always try to push yourself forward to, and then. <clears throat> when people message you like say hey you're doing a great job that's like about the only way i think you can get the confidence by because getting the confidence within yourself is really really <laughs> difficult um but um i i would say my self confidence does not come from within me it comes from all the people that i've talked to saying that what i do is great and then i say okay Sure. Okay, I I take your word for it, and then I like okay, yeah, okay, I'm doing great, nice, <laughs> and then that's how I get my confidence, personally, at least. Yeah, I think like discussing with others, they like if they are fans or just friends, they may have never written a book, but just discussing with others. Their idea sort of about the book is gonna keep the interest of their getting like even like the opinion of like someone who has like no idea what you have written, just giving him like the general kind of idea of the book and getting like a feedback out of it is probably like something that will keep you your confidence in in writing because if you are not also like if you're not liking what you're writing or you won't be of course you won't be confident about it and of course like seeing the story going all right having like a great feedback reviews or different kind of ratings uh, through the different sites it definitely helps but just the numbers just the analytics may not be enough for some people and just like the general of having a chat either through a text channel or the voice chat with others to have like the actually um interaction with others and see like okay you like the story because you can see like you have like 500 uh, people reach day like a thousand people reach day reading your book each of your chapter 
but you don't get like okay what do they exactly like over it uh to the to the chapter and like having like this kind of discussions uh will like continue your confidence of like oh they like my characters because they look really realistic so you get like this confidence of uh, doing that kind of thing so in general making like a community of yourself and being able to uh communicate with your fans is like i think like something that will keep you keep your confidence up and keep doing a great work as uh, as you probably do yes or even improve what you do thank you um the next question is how to like how do you make effective notes like i have an idea and it's notes like the notes are in case um well, it, I don't think it's much about effectiveness. Um, it is making notes and then exploring it so you can remember like next time. Uh, many ideas for other novels that I get are mostly when sleeping. And as you might know, when you wake up, when after having a dream, you quickly forget it. One really good way to remember it is just to write it down, even if it's just small fragments. It still helps you remember it and then continue on with the notes because your mind remem remembers in fragments and it can take those fragments and then build further onto them. So even if your notes are like in total scrambles, it's in it's chaotic. Um, it is your own notes. It's not for anyone else. It's for you. So just write down what you think and then take it up later and then go with it if you want to go with it, of course. But yeah, um, as the Q&A section will be going for quite long, we will actually cut it here for the recording part, I'm sorry. Later on for the actual FAQ, we have all the listed, like the questions listed. So what we will do is that we will answer all of the questions um, for later use. So you can always go back and then read the answers to the questions. Um, so we will not answer all of them here live right now. Um, as that's the ending of the quick recording of the Q&A section, um, I'd like to thank you all. Um, this will conclude the first half of the seminar, the introduction. What will happen now is that we will take a 15 minute break where we will or be able to gather no notes, water, or whatever you need, if you need a pee break, for example. Uh, and when the break is all over, uh, we will ping all of you again. Um, it's a bit of everyone pings today. Um, and then we will proceed with the second half cultivation hosted by ours truly void. Now, thank you all for joining us today. Hope you all have a nice break.